Hi everyone, it's Emma and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. <clears throat> God. <laughs> she told me that I don't clear my throat that much, so I, I need to catch up. Well, she does normally in like everyday life. So I was like, it's surprising that you don't clear your throat that much in our podcast. She's like, well, I try really hard not to. I was like, well, you succeed. So of course she has to be a <clears throat> <laughs> Also, it's really funny to watch her sit here with our like podcast board because we need five seconds of quiet if you guys don't know anything about podcasts that's fine but you need like five seconds of quiet before you do the podcast at least for our free podcast recording software so well, that we can all of them new- it surveys the ambient noise in the room yeah so we can neutralize it so that our beauteous voices sound uh, better to you guys but m takes five seconds very seriously and literally hits the button as soon as the little score thingy gets to five, and it's hilarious. It's because I'm a Virgo moon. She really, she looks like she's about to, like, go through the Matrix or something while she's about to push the button. I am perfection. That's what a Virgo is. Our I mean. Virgos are pure perfection. I know this. Purely. <laughs> That's why we have so much anxiety. <laughs> All right. Today we're going to be talking about divination tools. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Ouija and tarot and pendulums. And in the future, we'll talk about more. But those are the three we're going to focus on in this podcast. So we're going to start with Mario and Luigi. Lita, Luigi. Foreshadowing. A watch. Wombo. Wombology. The study of Wombo. I can tell it's going to be a good one. So, do you guys know where Ouija boards came from? A lot of people are like, they came from the heavens. It's rain and Ouija. Hallelujah. Anyways, um, I'll stop. It was a game. I feel like all divination tools start out as games. It wasn't a game. Yes, it was. Well, no. They made it to be a game. It was a game for the whole family. Well, it was a divination tool that somebody stole from people in Ohio and then turned it into a game for the family. Well, how were pendulums? Were pendulums a game (laughs) back in the day? I don't think so. Okay. Pendulums are a lot older than Ouija boards, which is some people might be surprised by. I, well, when I literally started doing Ouija, like research, I thought that I was going to find some like Helena Blatvosky type thing, but like way, way older where like some witches got together and were like, we made this Ouija board and it's sacred and we've been around since like the time of two. Yeah, I was expecting some toy maker ripping off some witches, which is that what happened? Because I know he ripped it off by someone. Or is it just the people in the occult? Well, it wasn't even an occult. It was during the spiritualist movement. The spiritualist movement, which we talk about in our manifestation podcast and video, but like the 19th century is when the spiritualist movement hit America, which was just basically that it's not, people like to think that spiritualists like don't believe in gods and that they're like atheists or something maybe, but that's not the case. Really? Yes. That's how I feel. I feel like people that call people spiritualists don't think that spiritualists believe in God or a God or God's. Wow, that's interesting. Really? You don't think that? (laughs) I don't know. You've never thought about it? I never thought about how other people view spiritualism. Interesting. What do they think spiritualism is if you don't believe in a God? Well, spiritualism is just that you don't have a set religion. 
you believe whatever you want to from different religions, or at least that's how I perceive it. That's how I would say I'm a spiritualist. But like people that aren't spiritualists, but they're like, I'm Christian, I'm Catholic, I'm, if I don't know, Lutheran, but like that's a set religion or I'm Hindu or I'm Jewish or whatever. But if you're a spiritualist, I think they just think that you don't believe in any religion, but really you believe in whatever you want from multiple religions. Like I believe in reincarnation, but other religions don't believe in reincarnation. I also believe that there's a single God, but I don't think that there's only just one single God. I think there's also other gods and deities and higher spiritual beings. But other people are like, well, if you believe in one God, you can't believe in like multiple gods. And it's like, okay, sir, ma'am. most religions worship one God, but there are other deities. But people who are like Catholic and things like that think that they worship all of the gods and that that's what make them polytheistic or whatever. But like they understand that there's one God that's the creator and that's usually the God that they worship. That's what they taught me in school. <laughs> Interesting. But anyways, I just feel like there's like a notion that spiritualists don't believe in gods. That's weird. Or something. If if the people that are talking to them don't know what spiritualism is. Because that would be atheism. Exactly. Which is and not if spiritualism. I didn't believe in God, I would just tell people that I was an atheist. <laughs> yeah. But then people that believe in religions think that atheists believe in the devil. And they're like, no, we don't even believe in the devil. We're just really meat sacks walking around this earth i feel like people think that moment i feel like you're talking about satanism (laughs) because people who are satan hold on what is the word for that people who worship hmm i don't know what the word is satanists is that what it is i don't know what are you trying to talk about people who are i don't know the satanist i guess are people who don't believe in the devil they literally are people that worship nature, but Christians believe that Satanists worship the devil. Exactly. So it's all just <laughs> dumb. It's like if you don't believe in a set religion, then people don't understand you. What were we talking about? <laughs> Ouija. You were, you were talking about how you were surprised that the spiritualist movement wasn't the thing that brought Ouija to, I don't know, the surface. Well, it was, in essence. Was it? I, I was surprised that it was that simple, that Ouija actually originated in America. I thought it originated somewhere less colonial. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, America like- is a very young country. We're only coming up to, like, 250 years. We're, like, literally the diaper of the universe of the world. But I thought that Ouija was, like, from some cool place with, like, History. And we just westernized it. Exactly. But like it literally <laughs> Exactly. But it literally originated in Ohio. Ohio. Most bland state there ever is. It's literally the safest state. If you guys are listening from Finland or Portugal or Europe, London, because we see you guys, I'm gonna make you uncomfortable until you tell your friends about our podcast too. But likes to call people out. Oh yes. I see you. I see you. What do um, you say? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. Something about Ohio being the safest state. Oh, yeah. If you guys don't live in the United States, literally Ohio is known for being the most bland state. The oatmeal of states. Not even steel cut, like easy oats. There's no venomous anything. Sometimes there's bears, but not really. There's no tornadoes. 
really. Like, people get excited when the clouds start to spin in a circle because they're like, we're going to be like Kansas. Is this the Wizard of Oz? And then it just rains, and they're like, there was a tornado, but there really wasn't. It just was like someone getting in a rocking chair too fast, and the wind started going too hard. Literally the safest place to live. So Ouija originated in Ohio. The safest place to live. (laughs) And (laughs) there was this guy. He has a name, Charles Kennard, who's from Baltimore, Maryland, was in like Indiana or Illinois, one of the I states next to Ohio, and was reading his newspaper in the 19th century during like the big boom of spiritualism in the states and read an article about a spiritualist group in Ohio that made a quote unquote spirit board or talking board. And he read in the article that they were able to communicate with spirits using the board. And he was like, well, hot damn. I don't believe in this shiz, but I'm a businessman and I have a handlebar mustache and a bowler tie. No, bowler hat. And the bowler hat. Mm -hmm. And it's stirring America and the spiritualism. So I'm going to make this into money because I'm a businessman. So he did. A family game for the whole family. Of all classes. Because <laughs> that's important to put. So he did. He literally got a ragtag team of two other guys. One of them was a land surveyor. And he's like, all right, guys, I heard about this here spirit board, talking board thing. And all the spiritualists want to use it. But I got a little bit of money and you guys. So let's go make this thing happen. And they did. They actually created the board. It was originally made out of wood. So the board itself was made out of wood. And then the planchette or the little tiny piece that's used to like roll over the different letters and numbers and sayings on it uh, was made out of wood as well. But it had little tiny like caster balls in it so that it would slide over the boards, Mm. which they're not made the same way anymore. (laughs) But they got a patent for it. So now the spiritualists in Ohio don't have an idea anymore and they can't make money off of it because I don't think that's what they were trying to do in the first place. But they literally made so much money. I think in in New York during the Great Depression, they sold over 55,000 Ouija boards. Yeah, this is one of those times where people weren't so weird about death. So having a Ouija board and, I don't know, eating your family dinner and then, you know, doing a seance (laughs) and summoning some demons was a normal thing because they were just so chill with death because of all the wars and things that were happening. And they wanted to talk to all the people that have passed from all of those wars that they had to go through. So it was a comforting thing for them. Yeah. You guys have to like put it into perspective of like 19th century, people didn't have as good of medicine, so dying in childbirth or being a child and getting smallpox and dying was super common, or going to wars, super common. Lots of people had a lot of of their friends and family dying, so being able to talk to them was super cool. And back then, Ouija boards fell into Christian dogma, which was, you know, the main religion within America at the time. They literally marketed this to people as saying, you know, you can have a seance on Saturday and then go to church on Sunday morning. Yeah. (laughs) And it was totally normal. No one thought that they were, like, summoning demons. They didn't think that they were portals. They literally just wanted to talk to, like, their family members that died a couple years ago from, like, cholera. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why it was, like, 
fine and good and you didn't hear about people being possessed and having demons around them because they didn't think they were summoning demons, so why would they be summoning them? Also, talking point, tangent, possibly. Yeah? What could have made the game Oregon Trail that much better? Ouija boards. Oh, my God. (laughs) What if they actually felt like, uh, if someone out there is listening that's like a game designer, please make the Oregon Trail, but with a Ouija board, like, (laughs) turn it's like the reverse card in uno like you died of dysentery well you know crossing a river with your family and then they're like it's saturday your family's gonna contact you with the ouija board do you participate interesting that'd be weird yeah and then they get answers like that would be hilarious like make a video game oregon trail redone with ouija Mm -hmm. boards so like your spirit is able to come back talk to your family and be like Little Timmy's going to get dysentery next. Please don't feed him those green beans. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be hard to do, though. <laughs> well, it's like that scary move, that, like, video game that you have where you have to, like, answer questions. Yeah, but as a game designer, it's a little bit harder because it's based on their decisions. But we, I'm just saying Oregon Trail thrown in with Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> Well, it was all fun and games until that movie came out. In the 1970s. The Exorcist. Yeah. But that's when Ouija boards started getting scary, and that's when people started um, having really dark things happening. And it's not necessarily because Ouija boards are evil or demonic. It's very much because this movie made a stigma around these Ouija boards that make people afraid that it's going to happen, makes them afraid that they're going to summon demons, create portals, be possessed. So when they are using the Ouija board, it makes them nervous and it makes them think about the negative possibilities that could arise when using it. So obviously that's what calls all of that negative energy to them and that's why it happens. So that was the tipping point because, again, in the past, Ouija boards weren't seen as this dark, scary thing. It was literally just chill. <laughs> yeah, talking to great uncle John that died yeah. in the Civil War. <laughs> but I also want to talk about how Ouija got its name. So apparently a lot of people also think that Ouija is a conjunction of we and ya from French and German, meaning yes. But does it really make sense? Because it's yes, O-U-I-J-I, and ja in German is J-A. So, whatever. Um, Wait, what do you mean? If you want to say yes in German, which is ja, it's just J-A, not J-I. Oh. So, I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it kind of proves Weird. itself wrong <laughs> right there. Yeah. But according to the actual people that made the Ouija board, so Charles Kennard and his gang... The one guy had a sister-in-law, and her name was... Ida? No. Oh, no, that was her her thing. Her name was Helen Peters, and um, she was, I guess, acknowledged as a quote-unquote strong medium, but again, everyone was mediums back then, <laughs> I think. Um, but anyways, not to be rude, because um, I think, like... 
When we get into telling you how to use a Ouija board, they said that you need to pick a medium and a medium is just the person that asks questions. So I don't know when they say that Helen was renowned as a quote unquote strong medium, whether she like was a psychic medium or just the one that at her friend's parties, that was the person that moved the planchette and asked questions. Right. So, but anyways, I guess they took the board before they got the patent for it and they all sat around it and they're like, all right, we're going to be successful selling you. So we need a name for you. What do you want us to call you besides like spirit board or talking board? And I guess the planchette, once they asked during their seance, said it spelled out Ouija, O-U-I-J-I. And when they asked, what does Ouija mean? It said, good luck. Ouija. This portal you're about to make. (laughs) That's what I'm and I think. Uh, what if you just walked up to people and they're like on the stage of a theater and they're like about to do the biggest show of your Ouija. life? Yeah. Not break a leg. They're just like, Ouija. It's me, a Mario. A Ouija. It's like saying Macbeth. <laughs> what does Macbeth mean? I'm pretty sure when you say Macbeth on a stage, it's bad luck. Really? Yeah. Because he died? I don't know. I think I'm, I have no idea. Honestly. I have no idea about but theater. I, I just feel like when you say Macbeth, that that's like bad luck, like really bad things are going to happen. Well, we're going to start a trend of telling people Ouija. And really uh, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> or really good things. You good have to luck. let us know. Good luck. <laughs> it's kind of like, what could possibly go wrong? Everything and nothing all at the same time. That's what that saying means. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I guess the board spelled out Ouija and it said good luck. That is what was said. Like the people that made the Ouija board wrote its own like founding book, like how it came to be, I guess. So that's in the storybook of how they created the Ouija board. But conspirators and uh, what is it? People that don't believe? Skeptics. Skeptics. (laughs) Skeptics say that during the seance, Helen was wearing a locket. And in that locket, there was a picture of a woman holding up a sign. And the woman in the locket is a renowned feminist of the time and author and her pseudonym name that she used was Ouida O-U-I-D-A so skeptics like to say that instead of spelling Ouida Helen who was the medium during the seance um spelled out Ouija she's telling me that she wasn't the medium during the seance oh god she's talking <laughs> to you thank you because I was going to make you talk to them <laughs> were you? Yes. She's telling me that it wasn't her. It was uh, her her brother-in-law. Um, what was his last name? Bond? I forget oh. what his name was. Not but the it, Kennard man? No, it wasn't the Kennard man. It was the Bond guy, maybe. Um, maybe it was Kennard. Anyways, she's telling me that she wasn't the medium during the seance. Uh, God. Even though that was the information you found? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know if she was the medium during the seance. It's just that mm, she was okay. a strong medium. Ah, got you. Yeah. So. So he's when she says he Elijah, was the medium. Elijah Bond was the person that was the medium, but was the person that was like asking the questions during the. Uh, yeah, I don't think she was the seance. one asking questions. Yes, but so, I'm not sure. When she says the medium in this case, it is the person that is like. Leading the board. Yes. And she's saying that it wasn't her. It was some man that was there. One of the guys. Interesting. So he was doing it? Was he actually... Was he the one Well, I I think she's saying that the board actually spelled out the name. It wasn't her. It wasn't a conspiracy theory. Oh. 
Oh, okay. So skeptics believe that she's the one that made the Plechette move. Yes. But it was actually him. Yes. And that's why it can't be the same thing because he didn't know it was in her locket. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> I want to see if we can find the book that actually talks about this. Like yeah. the book that they wrote saying, because if it says in her in there that she was the medium, then I'm wrong and I'm crazy. But also it made me stop and say what I was yeah. changing. Because you were going to continue talking and you're like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. Sorry. That's weird. This is the second time I've talked to a spirit during this divination tool When you're researching divination tools? Yeah. I think it's cool because I feel like so many people get like divination tools wrong because it's something that has been passed down for generations. So it has changed over time. Yeah. But anyways, that's how the Ouija board got its name. Uh, it used to be super mainstream and not weird or like seen as some sort of demonic thing until like M said in the 1970s when the Exorcist movie came out. And at that point, literal religious groups were burning Ouija boards and I guess Harry Potter books too in the 2000s because I guess Ouija boards and Harry Potter go together. And it was like some Fahrenheit 451 shit, like mass burnings. Which blows my mind because... There's so many conspiracies about if you burn a Ouija board, it will come back to you fully, like, non-burned. So, it's interesting that they did that and didn't have issues, <laughs> possibly. I guess so. Well, probably because Ouija boards aren't bad. It's just the things that people... Well, if they thought they were bad and were burning them, wouldn't that be the same thing? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. It freaks me out. I've never used a Ouija board, and I always thought that it was weird and taboo and scary and that they came from, like, super far away in a distant land full of magic, but really it's from Ohio and nothing from Ohio. Anything that comes from Ohio, nothing is scary from Ohio. And that's why we got a flower Ouija board <laughs> in, this, in a circle. Yeah, we got a Ouija board, guys, for, I guess it's called B-roll on our video. Yeah, for me to stare at as well. But it's a lot easier to film shots of a Ouija board when you actually have it and not find Ouija board shots on the internet that are not copyright. <laughs> so uh, one spoopy Ouija board story is that once Ouija boards got super, super popular, there was only one of the three original founders that were still like owners of the Ouija company. Um, and now today I guess, I think like Hasbro owns the rights to Ouija and then one other company. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a guy whose name was William Fold, F-U-L-D, and he uh, ended up being an owner of the Ouija company, basically, and he used to, like, work for them and the manufacturing companies, and then he worked his way up through the ranks, I guess, and um, owned a portion of the company with one of the original people that founded it. And I guess in 1927, he had a little bit of a fall, from oh the top of the manufacturing building that he was building to make Ouija boards. That the Ouija board told them to make, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he literally asked the Ouija board, should I open up and build a new manufacturing facility? And it was like, yes. But then he died falling off the roof of that building. Coincidence? I think not. Will you ask Helen questions? <sighs> <sighs> well, first, let me um, explain how a Ouija board works. So if you have not seen a Ouija board, it is just a wooden board that has numbers, letters, and it has like yes, no, maybe, things like that. And then you have a plachette that usually has like a circle or like a donut shape on the inside of the plachette. And you have 
people's fingers on it that says to add two of your fingers onto the plachette and have it like very lightly touching it. And this will then okay. And then you choose a medium who is the person that is leading and asking the questions of the board. So when they ask questions, the plachette is supposed to move to reveal the answers. So it's either going to spell things out, give you numbers, or give you that yes or no answer. So it is supposedly the spirit that is supposed to be moving the plachette, and you are giving the plachette energy by touching it. But a lot of skeptics believe that the people touching it are the ones that are moving it to say whatever they want to say. So I have questions for Helen, but she's looking things up. So a couple things that I am wondering is, do you have to play Ouija with other people or is it just a one-on-one thing? Like, can you do the Blachette by yourself? Hang on, I'm looking up what they look like. I want to know- boards? No, I want to know. Oh, what the people look like. Yeah, because I see them in spirit, but I want to see if. Oh gosh, if they look the same. Yeah, usually it is when I talk to people, but again, I don't. I don't usually see stuff when I'm talking to people. Got you. You know. Right. I'm just tell them what I see, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! How do you know that?" And I'm like, "I don't. The spirits start showing me what they look like. (laughs) I don't. Oh, oh. Are you seeing him? I told you he had a mustache, right? Yeah. <laughs> the guy with the mustache. That's so weird. Can I literally tell you that I I literally just said he had a mustache, right? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think said so. handle mar- mustache, but he trimmed it up a little. Interesting. Are you kidding Are you, me? So you're seeing him? That's pretty cool. Well, this is Fold. He oh. had a mustache too. Got you. Okay. I want to say this is um, the other guy. What's his name? Kennard? No, this Bond. one's Kennard. Yes. Okay, Bond. These are all the people that you have said so far. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> I think Elijah's the one that I just showed you before. Got you. Um, also, one of the things that I forgot with Ouija boards is when you're playing, it is very important to close the board off. And the best way to do that is there is usually like a goodbye or a farewell phrase on your Ouija board. And this is where you're going to put the plachette onto the goodbye, farewell, whatever it says. And then you want to circle the board three times. And what was it? It was count, like clockwise? I think it's clockwise. It's clockwise. Who was telling you that? My spirit guide. Oh, your spirit guide was telling you that? Yes. 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 Okay. So I have pictures. So there is Helena or Helen. Sorry. There is Charles, there's Elijah, and there's Colonel Washington. Are those who is the land surveyor? Is that what you're seeing? Yes. You're seeing them like that? Yes. Yes. So two of them have mustaches. Who's the guy with the beard? Elijah has a beard. And then an, I don't know. Helen. And that's what Helen looks like? Yes. But she's like, that's an older picture of me. Oh, but anyways. So can I ask you questions then? Does she know how the board works? Well, obviously, she's one of the creators, right? No, she wasn't a creator of it. The people in Ohio were. Got you. So can you use the board alone? She said yes, but it's harder. Ah, so are spirits actually moving it? Or are they manipulating the people to move it? Manipulating the people to move it. Got you. So the people are moving it. Okay, I understand that now. 
She really likes you. She thinks you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Why does she like me? She says that uh, you remind her of herself when she was younger. That's cute. A budding little medium. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> She's pulling your leg. That's hilarious. I don't want to put any of this in the podcast. Why not? It makes me it's too much pressure. No, I think it's cool. Ugh. Who talks about this shit? Nobody. I can't believe that he actually has a mustache. I didn't know if there would actually be Because you're actually pictures. seeing them. I know, but it scares me. Why? I didn't know that she had, like, brown hair. Yeah. It's weird. Okay, moving on. I don't want to talk to spirits anymore until we get to the tarot portion. And we're already... A half an hour in. This is going to be way longer than we thought. We were like, we're not going to have enough stuff for tarot. We're going to have to do all of them together. Because we talked for 15 minutes about Ohio. And that's important. <laughs> I think it's more important to talk to spooky spirits. Spooky. It's not spooky. They're just people. Why are you scared? Because it freaks me out. <laughs> okay. The, okay. Oh, okay. Don't okay. call me out. It's just talking to people, but it's weird that I'm seeing... Ugh, I'm not over the fact that I'm a medium. It freaks me out daily. I understand why you're freaked out, but also, I think it's cool. Oh, my God. And you should definitely add it. What else do we have to say about Ouija? Ouija was cool, guys. Uh, We literally... if, If you're new to our podcast, we talk about intentions a lot. And intentions and, like, the energy around you is usually what helps dictate the things around you, whether it's physically or metaphysically. Like, manifestation is all about intentions and how you have your energy and what you focus on. Blah, 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 blah. But if you're sitting there with a Ouija board and you're like, this thing is a portal to demons, then you're probably going to fuck yourself. Yeah, because there's so much fear-based uh, teachings around Ouija boards. Like, when we got that Ouija board, Liv's mom started freaking out because she was Literally like... Literally lost her it's shit. It's going to attach itself to you. And we're just like, chill out. We're not going to use it. It's literally a slate of wood. But she's she's like, you're a portal. It's a portal. There's too many portals. <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I'm like, we're not using it, mom. It's a circle. It literally has... It's a carved ...flowers piece of on it. Yeah. Anyways. But we got it from an Etsy shop called positively mystic and i think it's interesting because lives a psychic medium as you guys know and she can sense the energy and objects and when i first picked it up off of the doorstep and opened it she was like wow this has like a blank slate kind of feeling like it could be whatever we want it to be which is super interesting because a witch was the person that created it and i feel like she made it with intentions to do that so that's why I feel like it was a little bit of a, I don't know, a safer option because it wasn't a fear-based creation. She was making it out of love. Yeah, she sings while she makes it. Yeah, it's so cute. And I feel like the her singing or humming or whatever she's doing helps clear the energy out of the board. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, I, I mean, I don't know a lot, but Emma has told me that people will buy things and you have to, like, cleanse them or something. But I was like, this does not need to be cleansed at all. Yes. It literally was like, what do you want me to do? We named it Bagel. <laughs> She's very pretty. Yeah, a lot of people think that when you get things that you have to cleanse them, but that's not really how it works. Because, like, if you go to a metaphysical shop and you're picking out crystals, you're picking them out because of the energy that they have in that moment. So if you're cleansing the energy out of them, why would you be doing that? Because you're literally cleansing the thing that 
is the reason you brought it home. Yeah. So it's a little bit confusing to me, and I know that that's, like, a debate among the spiritualists and things like that, but I think unless you're, like, bringing it around other people that are putting negative things into it, it doesn't necessarily need to be cleansed, so to speak. So, like, if you're getting a hand-me-down of some sort, then maybe you want to cleanse it, but I don't know. I feel like it's a use-your-judgment kind of deal. Yeah. I don't know. But it's really cool. But again, like, I don't know. Our parents were born after the 70s, or at least were, like, cognizant human beings by the time the 70s came around. So having the movie whatever and having the adults lose their minds over Mm -hmm. this movie and then being raised on that would probably be why everyone that we know, at least in our age range, is like, Ouija ports are bad. But I don't know. They're not my thing, but I'm a divination tool. So I'm a divination tool. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I was at work today, and this woman's unborn child was talking to me. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> at those times, like when people, like where random things happen to me when I'm uh, in public, I feel like a Jehovah's Witness, just walking up to people. Do you believe in our Lord and but Savior? Do you know that your unborn child likes the things that you're buying them that are yellow? <laughs> also, it's a boy, and he's excited that he's going to be born soon. But, like, it's weird to me that just, like, random spirits come up to you and start speaking because when you're a medium, I feel like you feel like you're intrusive and, like, getting information you shouldn't have. Well, yeah, I shut it off, too, because... I know, but it's just weird that spirits are, like, willing to give it to you if it's so intrusive. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like sometimes it's, like, little things that people need, even if it is intrusive like that. I know, but it's not necessarily that you're going to say anything. So why are they telling you? And they know you're not going to say anything because that's weird. I don't know. Right? Because I feel intrusive being like, oh, I'm going to listen to what your spirit guide has to say to me. Maybe it's because spirit comes from a place where there is an ego. Okay. Like that's why we're able to hear things because it's our lack of ego that allows us to perceive those metaphysical things. So if they're coming from a place that has no ego. Got you. It's still also weird because... how comfortable someone is with you it determines what information you get as well i don't know em and i gave a group reading last week oh god and we literally told these people are like okay right before we were like are you sure you want to do this in a group because like uh, you're gonna have some uncomfortable things come up possibly <laughs> we're like some tea will be spilled and it will oh, be with hot. tarot i always get the deep darks <sighs> always everyone is like off put by it but i I, (laughs) that's what tarot is (laughs) i guess so but uh they were like oh no it's fine i'm like okay i'm not like focusing specifically on what's gonna come through so buckle the fuck up (laughs) and immediately the person with the most or almost the most trauma was the first person that had people step forward yeah oh it was great at one point her grandmother's soul had so much energy that she had me like smack my hand on the table and I saw all four people like jump and I was like I'm sorry that's not me she just has a lot of energy yeah no she was right before you said it she was like your grandmother is like here and she's like tapping on the table I literally heard tapping coming out of my cards next to me and that's why I picked them up and gave them to her because I was like these are making noise but I sound crazy so I'm not gonna tell you they're making noise that's so funny But yeah, I scared them a little bit, but this woman kind of needed to be a little scared. So I think that's why her grandmother made me like smack on the table. Like, listen. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about, um, 
We're going to do tarot cards or we or pendulums. Which one do you want to go to next? I want to do tarot cards. Tarot cards. Hi, guys. I am a tarot reader. If you guys want a tarot reading, Emma's a our website, metapsychics.com. Emma's a psychic intuitive. Whatever the fuck that means. Literally, somebody asked on yeah. TikTok, what somebody is a psychic asked, intuitive? Somebody asked, and I was like, um, it's just me copping out of the fact that I can talk to souls, but uh, also, I'm too uncomfortable to tell you that I'm a psychic medium, so here I am. I don't... Have you talked to an actual dead person yet, or have you only talked to spirit guides? I have talked to dead people before. Who? But it's... it's I'm trying to think about it. It is in one of the readings we, have, we did together... But my spirit guides are telling me that I don't talk to dead people because it's a lot of pressure. Ah. Because, like, your spirit guides, I can tell you literally anything and you would believe me because you can't see them. But when I'm talking to dead people, it's harder because I'm like, you know so much more about your dead person than I do, so why am I telling you about it? Oh. Yeah, we we think, Emma and I, uh, well, we're twin flames. You guys got that already. But it would make sense that Emma's a medium, too, because we're twin flames. So we've literally lived almost the same amount of lives, if not the same amount, differently. Yeah. It's just that she hasn't had someone like me to talk about it with. But it literally is blowing my mind because I'm, like, watching it happen, guys. Yeah, it's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because, okay, Liv and I do readings together. We do tarot versus medium readings. And without fail... Their spirits tell me how I'm blocked during the reading. <laughs> well, Emma and I also get the same information, and she can see the same things that I'm seeing. Okay. Yeah, it's really funny because I hear it, and you see it, and it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we think that Emma is going to be a psychic medium if she already isn't. Well, like, that's why we say psychic intuitive because it makes her feel more comfortable. Because <laughs> um, I don't want people to think that I, like, get what you get because I'm not there yet. So if you want to know what a psychic intuitive is, it's a psychic medium with uh, fucking confidence issues, also well, known as M. I think um, <laughs> that one person in TikTok. <laughs> isn't intuitive a thing? I don't know. You seem to like know the difference between a psychic and intuitive. And well, that's why I like medium. to put the two things together because you uh, haven't necessarily talked to dead people yet. Why? Well, okay. I thought of one. Okay. But you weren't there. Um, I talked to my friend's grandpa's. I don't know. I think her, his like great grandfather or something, someone who was in a mine. But uh, again, was I get friend half female. What was this friend female? No, he was a man. Yeah, oh. I see. I see this like no, 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 picture. No, no. The friend that you were talking to that's alive was it a girl? Oh yes. Okay. My friend's a girl, and her grandfather's great grandfather is the person that I was talking to, or at least that's what he said. It, I saw this like flash of a man who was like super dirty and was holding shovels does he have a gray beard i saw him younger okay so i'm not sure interesting yeah i saw him like he was like 25 to 35 ish i would say that's cool but i i didn't get anything else because i don't know how to do that (laughs) and i get half answers because they'll start talking and i'm like oh my god they're talking to me (laughs) and then i shut it off (laughs) yeah that's what I used to do. Em's going through everything, like, backwards. Really? Which I think is interesting. Well, how did you get over it? We're literally compliments of each other. So, anyways, um, how did I get over it? You. Oh. 
Well, I don't get it. I didn't do readings until we started this goddamn business. Really? Because <laughs> you're so good at it. No. It just scared me all the time. And when it would understand. happen, I would shut it down and ignore it. I don't understand how you have confidence in the fact of what you're saying to them. I don't. That's why when I mm. say things, I ask it as questions. Yeah. Because <laughs> I need validation of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Also, I'm not going to be like, I'm talking to your grandfather that looks just like that. I say, I'm talking to a man that I believe is a grandfather. Ah. I feel like it's on the paternal side because they show me these things and that's why I ask it as a question because I need the validation before I can move on. Otherwise, they won't continue Got showing you. me things. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times I see things, but I don't know what they are and I'm... That's why you have to validate it and then it keeps playing. Remember well, yeah, how I your know. spirit guides were like, she gets pictures of the movie, but then I it know. flickers so she just leaves the theater it's very much like how I see visions is it's like, you know what you need to do? They're telling me, I'm telling you, <laughs> you need to sit on in with me when I do readings mm. more. Cause that's what my mother used to make me do. Ah, She would, would make, make me go to psychic fairs with her. I need validation of things. And I wouldn't say a word. I would literally just sit there. And then at the end of the reading, we would talk about what she said versus what I saw. Because our things would match up, but I wouldn't say yeah. a word the entire time. So I you don't have to actually do it. That's that's what they're telling me. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know how you get sick and you have the spirits tell you how you're blocked? Well, if they continue to do it and you listen to them, then you will unblock yourself. Is what they're telling me <laughs> if I watch you do things. Yeah. That's literally I what I did for like three years. I would go to psychic fairs with my mom and just sit yeah, there while she did readings. Sense. Because literally I get half a message. It's like when I see things, it's like uh, in the movies when they get flashbacks. Mm -hmm. But I it like stutters at the end. Because you block it. We've been over this. Once I start seeing it, I get nervous. So that makes me get in the way of the message. Which is why I have issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why spirits are like, do you enjoy feeling your headache right now? Because you're blocking everything I'm saying. So that's what you need to do. You need to sit on with readings with me and yeah. uh, we need to do more tarot versus psychic medium stuff because I think that helps you because I it say does. the same things that your cards are validating. Yes. Your cards are literally your crutch. Yes, they are. I'm aware. Okay. I've been told over and over again that they are by yeah. spirit. And you uh, still don't get rid of the paper. I know. It's mostly because I'm just afraid of speaking to strangers. <laughs> then just literally look at your feet or something <laughs> oh you should watch me because i don't look up i'm gonna burn I the paper only I'm look at the cards because i it. can't stare at them because autistic i can't have eye contact gonna, too much information gonna give the paper to the fairies that live in the pine trees you're not gonna get it back oh gosh just so you know <laughs> tarot cards so i'm a tarot reader like i've said um, I really enjoy tarot, but again, like I said in the beginning of this, tarot started out as a game. So it started out as like a modern day version of bridge and it, you mean not modern day of version of bridge? Well, back then it was the modern day version of bridge, right? Oh, back then. I yeah. think so. Cause that's what the, that's what I researched. That's what it said, but it was played bridge. like bridge. Yes. And it was called, what is this word? Tarochi. Yeah, Tarochi. But it originated in Italy. Todoroki. Todoroki, if you guys are weebs. 
<laughs> but it originated in Italy, and that's where it was played as a game. But tarot is very interesting because when it was tarot, taroki, it was not the same pictures or the same cards, things like that, because tarot has a lot of tradition that has been passed down and put on to tarot itself. So at this point, tarot was not used as a divination tool whatsoever. It was literally just played as a game. And then it traveled to France, where it was then renamed tarot. And this is where it started getting traditions put onto it. So a man named Antoine? Antoine? I think Antoine, because he's French. Antoine, Antoine Court de... Uh, I can't say that word either. Let me either. see. <laughs> Let's, let me see how Antoine. good I can. I knew a French kid once, so watch me go. I took French class, but that's probably not something I should say because <laughs> I can't even say his name. Okay, yeah. Antoine Court de la Gablin. Okay, that's his name. There we go. That's that's the one time we'll we're going to call him Tony. Hey, Tony. Well, he we wrote. Have a, we have a Tony game at work. Anytime somebody comes in that uh, has the name Tony, we. Uh, Right on the board. I think it's up to 17 now. Why Tony? Because it's the meme. What's your name? Tony. Ah, got you. you. Tony. (laughs) Well, he wrote a book that linked the cards to the ancient Egyptian lore. And this is where he started arguing that tarot symbols contained, like, secret wisdom from the god Thoth. It was one of the Egyptian gods. Um, The Egyptian god. Toth. Oh, Toth, that's what it's out. So he, wasn't he the god of, like, words, wisdom? Oh, it's Thoth. Thoth is the Egyptian god. He is the god of the moon, reckoning, learning, and writing. He's the inventor of the written language or hieroglyphs for the Egyptians. He's the creator of language. He's a scribe, and he's the advisor of the gods and the representative of the sun god Ra. Which makes sense, because if you're literally writing things on a card... And inscribing them in both words and pictures. And this is the god of language, whether it's written or pictorial. I, I could see the correlation. And I'm not Egyptian. Right. Wasn't there something about the Egyptian gods? Or you want to get into that later? Also, if he's the advisor to the gods, it could also be said that he's getting the information from the gods, which is going through the cards. Because mm. things, spiritual beings are all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-hearing, and all-feeling. Right. So if you want to ask questions... It doesn't matter if your thousands of people are doing tarot. He can answer your questions because he's the advisor to the gods. That's where he gets his information from. Yes. <laughs> so I took a critical thinking class. Mm. Did you know? Where I was told that mediumship and spirits don't exist. <laughs> and was forced to write papers about it. <laughs> oh, Professor C. Z. Oh, Z. it was Z. Sorry. Again, another name that I can't pronounce. What is his name? El- Eliphaz? Levi? Well, he started to connect tarot to... I think it's Eliphaz Levi. Okay. Eliphas but I could Levy. be wrong. He started to connect tarot to um, the Hebrew alphabet, planets, elements, zodiac signs, things like that. And... Um, Elevator music. That's a lot of information. John Cena. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that's our elevator music, guys. If you haven't gotten that. But that's how tarot got all of its, like, I don't know what the word is, weird symbolism that's not necessarily on the cards. 
So like pentacles and stuff? Yes. Like oh, pentacles. Really? Yeah. Pentacles is considered earth because it's materialistic. Uh, wands is air. Hold on. My brain is exploding. So pentacles is earth. Wands is fire. Swords is air. And what's the last one? Cups. Cups is water. So it shows the uh, elements. There's also zodiac signs uh, associated with each one of the cards as well. And this all comes from this Levi. What's his name? What'd you say? Eliphas Levi. Levi. This Levi guy. So as you can see with tarot, these ideas just keep being put on to the idea of tarot as a whole. Which only gives tarot more purpose because it's intentions. Yes. But this is not... We're still at the point where tarot was more played as a game instead of, like, this mystic divination tool. And when it finally became, like, this divination tool and started, like, I don't know, getting very serious about it, Arthur Edward Waite was the person that started creating the cards for divination tools. He partnered with a woman named Pamela Smith. And they created a deck, which is now one of the most traditional decks that you can get, which is the Rider Waite Smith deck. And this deck is one of the decks that are primarily just used for the fortune telling. And with her designs and illustrations on the cards, it made the symbolism in the cards a lot easier because the Marseille their, their decks were more designed like playing cards instead of having that like deep symbolism of what the characters are doing on the cards to help with that divination aspect of tarot. Because again, if that makes sense to you, um, they would just have like five pentacles, whereas the Rider White deck has more of like a picture of what the card actually means so it made it a lot easier for people to start reading tarot as like a storybook or as a divination tool what was her name pamela what her name is pamela coleman smith but she was the artist that uh designed all of the illustrations of the traditional rider white smith tarot deck okay i believe she's jamaican so while you were telling me that, I was actually just like zoning out, <laughs> but they started talking to you <laughs> because you started zoning out. <laughs> she said that her mother helped her uh, create the illustration designs because she was an artist. So then what did um, the white guy do? Was he like the guy that made the meanings? He's probably just the guy that hired her to make it. Got you. Because that's how that would work back <laughs> because then. Because he was a man. <laughs> um, but she's saying that she was, like, hired to do this job. Yes. And that she might get her name on it. But she was at a loss and that her mother helped her because her mother was a really good artist. And she also says, it also says that she illustrated over 20 books and wrote two collections of Jamaican folklore. Edited two magazines and ran a green sheaf press, uh, which was a press focused on women writers. But that would make sense, maybe. She went by the name of Pixie, too, which is super cute. Interesting. Yeah, you want to see her face? She's really pretty. She looks very, like, lively and Yeah, because I feel like great. a lot of people don't call it by its full name, the deck. And they, they just say Rider Waite. Mm -hmm. They don't say the Smith part. Yeah, and she's the one that literally designed the cards. 
and he just put his name on it. Yeah. Which is interesting. I feel like he might have been a spiritualist too, but... Yeah, no, he was a definitely a what spiritualist. Did, did he have Wait. a mustache too, where everybody just had mustaches back then? You were talking to him, weren't you? No, the other guy. Oh. Wait, who were you talking to? She was talking to one of the people that brought up tarot, and she said that he had a dream about what he should be doing with the tarot cards, and everyone thought he was, like, crazy or something. I thought you were talking about the white guy. Were you talking about the Levi guy or the Levy guy? I don't know how you said it. Uh, no, I was talking to Antoine. Oh, the guy that wrote the book associated with tarot. Antoine. No, he's the one that created and correlated the Egyptian pictures to yes. the tarot meetings. I think he wrote a book about it. Did he? I didn't read that part. He wrote a popular book linking the cards to ancient Egypt lore. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can't find a picture of Ryder Waite. <laughs> of the deck? Well, the guy. Oh, got you. Because his name's not Ryder Waite. What is it? It's Arthur Edward Waite. Mm. Yes! He had white hair! Jesus! <sighs> you talking to him? Yeah, that's what he looks like. Hmm. He has what white he hair. So what What was his part in creating tarot cards? I think he's the one that did the symbol, um, like what everything was, and then he, okay. she helped collaborate with him. Got like, you. You know how guys always say, okay, he's showing me Jeff. Sorry. Um, the Oops. person... That we read. Oh, okay. How he says that all of the women in his life just help solidify everything that's going on. Got you. Like that. Mm-hmm. But he's saying that he was a little bit rude to her when they were alive, but when you're dead, it puts things into perspective. Yes. I understand. Um, and that's kind of how he's explaining it. He's like, without her, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But back then, I thought that I could do it. Like, I was <laughs> a jerk. Right, because society told him that. Um... That is so cool. Is it? How do I know what they look like? Because you're a psychic medium. Um, <laughs> you were talking to the the Tony guy. Tell uh, tell our beautiful audience what he was telling you about. Hey Tony, about how he believed that ancient Egypt traditions had cards that they used that were similar to tarot. Okay, so um, according to my brain, because I'm a mental medium. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Antoine. Antoine the spirit, because she's a mental medium, can talk to his soul. Which is so weird. It's I've never so had this happen cool. before. Not like this. Like, the only other time I've had a spirit come through when I was doing research was Agya. Mm-hmm. I feel like because there are specific people you are researching. Yeah. Whereas with chakras, when Agya came in, there's a like, lot of people associated with chakras. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I was doing research for... Um, Tara with M and I was reading her beautiful notes and the um, Antoine guy came through and he was like yeah I had a dream that my past life came to me and told me that the tarot that I was reading about or that I saw was correlated to you know ancient Egyptian cards and that they used tarot cards which is why his past life came forward and was like hey these cards Tarochi, tarot, whatever, they were used before. So, like, you can link it to the stuff that you already know. Because I was going to write down that tarot was possibly a lost thing that Egyptians used. So, like, ar- archaeologists and paleontologists, ancient Egyptian stuff is 
very, very old. So they probably like broke down very fast because I don't know what paper was like back then. I don't think they even had paper. I'm not sure. It's possible that they could make a paper-like substance. In ancient Egypt? But it would break down so no one would know. So like super fast. Did, well, how long was... They had toilet paper in China, didn't they? I don't know. But... ADHD brain tangents. Well, I need to know now if this is right, if this is even plausible. Or is it, was it just my head? Well, it doesn't necessarily need to be cards, does it? But anyways, what's interesting is that's Yu-Gi-Oh cards. If anybody knows about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, okay, <laughs> that's paper what I think of. was invented around 100 BC in China in 105 AD under the Han Dynasty of Emperor Ho Ti, a governmental official in China named Sa'ai Lun was the first to start paper making industry. So 100 BC. Do you understand how advanced the Egyptian cultures were? Like, do you understand ah. what pyramids are for? <laughs> okay, so it says, ancient Egyptians used the stem of the papyrus plant to make sails, cloth, mats, cords, and above all paper. Paper made from papyrus was the chief writing material in ancient Egypt and was adopted by the Greeks and was used extensively in the Roman Empire. Okay, so they had paper. I just yeah. want to make sure that I'm actually talking to spirits. I need validation oh, okay. because I don't have, like, the great-great-bazillionth granddaughter of fucking Tony. Oh, because you don't have someone telling he you that He thinks it's, it's hilarious that we call it Tony. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> All right, so Tony had a dream that his past life from Egypt came forward and was like, hey, we use tarot cards. So these people are, like, onto something that was forgotten because, you know... So they used them as divination tools? Yes. That's they really used cool. them as divination tools. He said Literally specifically like to talk he said specifically to talk to like certain gods. So like there were certain mm -hmm. decks or certain cards that were associated with certain gods. And I was going to write in my notebook that it was like lost. Because I'm thinking tarot was used by a whole bunch of people, like just normal commonplace people, even when it was first came about in Italy and then in France and now nowadays so like it's not like certain people can use tarot cards so I was gonna write down lost tarot practice because I'm thinking that it was used by a whole bunch of different like, people and he made me stop and he goes no the reason they haven't found them is because one they were made of paper but two because only like high priests and like people deity yeah like people that have status got to use them which is yes. why it was even harder for people to have them right so do with that what you will so tarot cards are a lot older than people actually realized yeah and they were actually used for divination tools in ancient egypt according to my head movies according to olive's head movies do you think anyone knows about that though do you think anybody's gonna call me into the loony bin listening to this Liv, we made a video where you talk to plants <laughs> I feel like that's much more attainable because I and can literally tell as people, people love it. Absolutely love it because it makes them not feel crazy. Okay. <laughs> God. What else do we have to talk about with tarot? You're going to tell them all about tarot. Oh, I yeah. don't know anything about tarot, guys. Nothing. Do we get through all of your origin stuff? Because I know you wrote down things. Of tarot? That, yes. No, that's literally the only stuff that I wrote down is the gotcha, stuff gotcha, that gotcha. Tony showed me interesting we ask him questions hold on i lost my question um so was he the one that made it into a divination tool or like okay which one came first tony or this levi guy because that's where i'm confused i'm confused as to where t 
tarot stopped being a game and started being a divination tool again. I don't know. Both of them are from France, right? Yes. France. France. I see London. I see France. I see Tony's underpants. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. He's telling me that he was very sick as a child. Okay. He's very sick. Uh, He was when he was a kid, I guess. Does that have relevance? I don't know. I see. I don't control the information. Well, I mean, I know. (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to figure out. I want to say, like, Elijah came. He's, you said Elijah, and whatever the answer, whatever your question was, Elijah's the answer. I feel like maybe Elijah read what? The Levi guy? The Eliphaz guy? Levi? Eliphaz? Eliphaz? Yeah, sorry, not Elijah. Eliphaz. Eliphaz. Got you. Levi? Yeah, him. <laughs> Dude's got a sick name. I can't say it. Eliphaz. It's like elephant, but different. Well, let's get into what tarot actually is. So, tarot is made up of 78 cards, and it is split into major arcana and minor arcana, and there are 22 major arcana cards, and there's 56 minor arcana cards. And the minors is made up of four suits, and they are labeled with... Sorry, they are labeled from 1 to 10, and then they have four court cards. So, this is kind of just like a playing deck of cards, but each card has a different meaning. And then also your suits are different in the sense that you have pentacles, wands, swords, and cups. And the major arcana represents the human journey, and it starts with the fool. So it's kind of like your spiritual journey, and it is depicted by each one of the cards and kind of told like a story. So There are a lot of myths associated with tarot, and one of those myths is that you need to be gifted a deck in order to start learning tarot, and that is completely false. If you want to start tarot, go ahead and find a deck, and a lot of people would suggest that you get the most traditional deck because of the symbolism, and that is the Ryder Wyatt Smith deck, but I would suggest you get a deck that speaks best to you because maybe this more traditional deck is harder for you to understand and you just want to find a deck that is something that relates to you, something that you feel like you can't leave without. But again, if you get a more abstract deck, it might be hard to change to a new deck because the symbolism is a little bit harder to read. And the best example I have of this is I... I have a more traditional deck that Liv gave to me. And don't get me wrong, when you get a deck gifted to you, it is usually something that you need. So the deck that I got was a deck that deals with like relationships and things like that. So that is something that I needed within my life. But how when- do you sorry, how do you know, know what? what deck is supposed to be for what? Because you say (laughs) that my deck that I gifted you is for relationships and emotions. Then you have your other deck that looks very different and you say it's motherly Gaia energy. And then you have the other deck that you got that I was going to get you, but I got you the other one instead. And it spits hard truth and is as sharp as a two-bladed sword. How do you know Well, when you first start, you probably are not going to realize what energy feels like, but each deck of card has a different set of energy. 
and will say things in a different manner. It's also based upon like the artwork of the cards will give you a certain sensation about how they are read. But with my first deck of cards, how I knew it like to talk about relationships is because I used it. And anytime I would give someone a reading, it would bring up a relationship in their life. Even if I was talking about things that did not associate with relationships, like career path, things like that, it would bring up how their relationship is affected by their career path. So that essentially led me down to start sensing the energy in the cards. And that deck of cards that deals a lot with relationships has like a very mystic way of saying things. It's kind of like if a vampire was trying to seduce you, so to speak. What, the one that hurts me? No, the deck that you gave me. Really? Yes. That deck has like a girly energy to it. Oh, yes, it does. What I'm saying, it's like very suave. You're suave. Like it says it in a, I am going to be very nice and like calming and I'm going to bring you in, but I'm also like really powerful. Oh, like a vampire. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Got it. Like mysterious, like a vampire, if that makes sense. Vampires can be girls. You're mysterious. (laughs) And her name was mystery. But anyways, what I was getting at is the, um, I have another deck that's called, I think the neon moon deck. And this is my, like, it's my thug deck. It's very steampunk symbolism, things like that. I keep saying that. Sorry. Future editing it. Live. You also like to say essentially. 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 This deck is essentially a essential steampunk it's an essential comic book essentially does it have its paperwork what you remember you had you used to have to have paperwork to drive around if you were an essential worker oh that's what you mean anyways continue but yeah my steampunk deck is more like a double-edged sword like live it literally the first time i held it, it made my hands tingle like they fell asleep and when i use i prefer to use that deck just because it's easier for me to read because it's more of a modern take on the symbolisms so it's easier for me to look at the pictures that are on the cards and know what the meanings are whereas looking at medieval pictures don't really make much sense to me so it's harder for me to read more traditional decks so it's There's a lot of things in getting a deck, but it's very much just what feels best for you. And you also, you don't need to wait for someone to get a deck for you. Because her first deck is sassy too. Her learning deck. It's funny. It has very much like dude that sits behind a computer at tech support. Doesn't have time for your shit vibes. Yeah, the first deck that I got was a, uh, it was Territorial Deck by Raven Rogue. And it's essentially... It doesn't have any pictures on it. It's just words, and it basically tells you what the card would mean. So it's kind of like flashcards for tarot. So it makes it easier when you're first learning it because, obviously, you don't have to take all this time going through a booklet. You just have the meanings directly on the cards. So that's also another suggestion if you want to learn the meanings of the cards quick, quicker. Definitely has tech support vibes. Like your printer stopped working and it says printer jam. Please unjam printer. 
and you walk up to this dude that does not have time for you and he's like, the printer's jammed and it told me that I need to unjam it. What do I do? And he like looks at you and his little glasses go ching ching with the light and he's just like, I'll be there in a minute. But you know that he's already cursed you out like eight times in his head. It's a Virgo deck. You're a Virgo deck. Yes. <laughs> That's why I have it. What else you got about tarot, friend? Well, we want to get into how you use tarot. So essentially what we initially... 78 card pickup. That's how you use tarot. (laughs) Well, when we first thought about tarot, we initially thought that the person who is shuffling the cards, their energy is the one that pulls out the correct cards. But in fact, it's the spirits around them. It could be maybe their higher self or their spirit guides or even just like loved ones around them that are pulling the cards for them. And that's why it's so accurate. You talked to that one woman's mother too that passed. Oh yeah, I remember her too. Yeah, that was a lot. There was this one time where I read someone's cards on TikTok and this woman's mother came through and before she asked me, the, the woman was like, she thinks that I'm like not the there. Yeah. The mother. And this woman was this girl that was asking me to read her was like distraught because she lost her mom and she like thought that she wasn't there. And I was like, she's literally telling me that she's there and she's like really upset that you don't think that you're she's there. Like you're so upset and it's making her upset because she is there and she doesn't know how to make you feel better because She's there. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. And the card yeah. that she pulled was literally the mother card. Yes, it was a mother card. It was the uh, Queen of Cups, which allows you to flow. And the picture on it was like water trickling down into the woman's head. And she was like, that's me. I'm here. I am literally the one that is like talking to you from the beyond. But she doesn't think that I'm here. So it's interesting. But yeah, that's another soul that I talk to. But it doesn't happen very often because I have a lot of confidence issues. From normie to medium in six months. Put that into perspective. I don't know. There's a reason why tarot is a lot easier for me, I feel like. And it's because I can actually sense energies. I don't know because I don't talk to people who are tarot readers. I don't know that it's not normal to talk to people's spirit guides during a tarot reading (laughs) but apparently it's not normal (laughs) because like one of my first tarot readings with um janelle she's the girl that we went to her house and she has like a portal there and stuff i didn't even need to flip over the cards and i knew exactly what they were saying because her spirit guide showed me what they were saying and the reason why it came so easily is because she wasn't a stranger and i wasn't afraid of saying things to her (laughs) yeah but that was like, that was before I even started giving people tarot readings, like from our website. I don't know. It's weird. Spoopy makes me uncomfortable. Spoopy. But essentially, what happens is you are going to shuffle their cards. There are a lot of different ways of shuffling cards. You can shuffle until they fall out. So a lot of people will read the jumpers of the cards. Um, you can even just shuffle them and pull from the top. You can pick cards from the middle, like fan them out and pick the cards. It doesn't really matter. Spirit will make sure that you get the right cards out. And then there are a couple ways that the reader may interpret the cards. So uh, there's a lot of people that use 
spreads. So there are a lot of common spreads where essentially you put them down in patterns and each card in the placement that it's in will have a different meaning. So if you have a love reading, there'll be like a card for what your lover feels about the relationship. And then the next placement will be how you feel about the relationship. And the last one would be like guidance or something like that. So there's a lot of people that use spreads, but there's also people that just pull cards and they'll just pull them out in a line and just like read them like they're reading a book or a story. And there's no like external meeting from like the placement of where the cards are, but they might be affected by the cards that are next in line, so to speak. But I read tarot cards in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. So if you guys listen to our Oum podcast, I kind of stole her way of reading Oum. Julie's. In the way that I essentially throw my cards out in a cast. And what that is, is they will pull cards. My client will pull cards. And I will shuffle the cards together that they pulled and throw them out in front of me. And this allows them to be either read upright and this will allow them to either be read upright or in reverse because each one of those has a different meaning. When it is in reverse, it is usually the lack of what the meaning is in its upright. And it also allows them to be read sideways, which for me is decision based. Yeah, which is essentially it's both It's based on what your actions are or what you decide. And when I'm reading this, because it's splayed out in front of me in a random splay of a pattern, I essentially read them like a tree. So at the base of the tree or the trunk of the tree, this usually is either like past or it is the problem of the spread that will be solved. And then the further away from me is things that are either further in the future or they are solutions to the problem. And then anything that uh, is on my right are things that are a little bit more positive or easily handled. And the things to the left are more of a problem or a negative aspect of the spread. And what's interesting, the reason why I like to do this kind of spread is spirits will paint the pictures for me. And I've had a lot of different spirits that change the rules on me. And because I have that connection with spirit, I'm able to pick up what they are trying to tell me. So, for example, I was reading my mom the other day. And her spirit guide is very, like, everything needs to be very organized and in a line. And when my mother was pulling cards out, my mother literally put the cards in a line. And her spirit guide was like, I want them read just like this. But again, confidence issues, so I didn't think that was actually happening. Is her guide a rock, too? I think you're getting someone else. I'm not sure. I get the uh, childish one. For your mom? Mm-hmm. The one that's organized? Maybe it's someone else. When I read my mom, I get someone that is female, and she's very... Sorry, she's telling me. <laughs> she's like, she sees me like that because... I'm not telling her information that I told you. (laughs) Um, So I see my mom's guide as childish, not because she's naive, but because she missed out on a childhood. So my mom's the oldest of four, so she had to take care of her younger siblings. So 
she presented to me as someone who was like the best way for me to explain it is like blowing the fuzzies off of a dandelion because that's like nostalgic and she's like that's why I'm like this because that's what she needs but she's telling me that you read her as like a rock because of that organizational thing yeah and she wouldn't tell you that like deep dark thing because you don't know my mom Mm. (laughs) and that's personal and the reason why she was telling me that is because that's how she relates to me that's how my mom relates to me as through nostalgia being a child it's more like how she raised me like how she valued my childhood if that makes sense ah that's cute that's why she was telling me in that sense that's so cute what do you see her as a girl no no is there more than one i saw a male rock doing the pulling the cards out yeah for organization interesting i see a woman (laughs) i see said the blind man i see said the blind man but again i didn't listen to her spirit guide And I did what I do. And when I was reading it, I was like, I don't understand what this is. I don't understand what that is. And she's like, it's because you're not reading it right. You got to read it from left to right. So when I did that, then I was able to understand. And one of the spreads that my mom wanted me to do is she was asking about her children, which is me and my sister. And the way that her guide laid out the spread is, again, she wanted it to be read left to right. And there were two lines. So there was one line for me, and then there was another line for my sister. And I just pick up on what that is because she is the one telling me. She told me before I flipped the cards over, I put them in these two lines because one line is going to be you, and the other line is going to be your sister. So I like to use this kind of spread method because... It is a little bit more organic in the sense that spirit can sway the message in the way that they want it to be interpreted. It's so cool. (laughs) I like how you can see my mom's spirit guide. She only has one. No, she has more than one. I think she has two, three. (laughs) I don't want to do any more medium stuff. I'm tired. No, do it. No. Yes. No. Yes. Let's talk about pendulums. (laughs) (laughs) No, you should tell me about my mom's spirit guides. Do it. Go for it. All I see is that there is a dude that's a rock, but he's not the same rock monster as my monster because he has, like, boulders, like, river stone boulders. Is he a man? Yes. Interesting. Who are the other two? Well, the one that you're talking about. <laughs> and then there's another one that's really far away that I can't see. Interesting. So you see the one that I'm talking about. Not really, though. Ah, you might be making it up. Why? Oh, no, you see it? No. I don't know. The, I didn't know if I was putting it in your head. No, the rock monster is the one that does grounding and organization. But yeah. the other one that you were talking to Makes sense. is the one that is the child one. Okay. Then but, he might be the one pulling the cards and she was the one telling me about it. Yes. Got it. He doesn't like to talk to people like your mom. Uh, <laughs> He's her Taurus. That makes sense. Yeah, Taurus. He's the Taurus. Yeah, that makes sense because she he didn't talk to me, but the woman spirit, the woman spirit guide was very <laughs> ah. There's always one guide usually that I can't see because they're too important. They're too important. Yeah, that's interesting. They're usually, like the head honcho, the big Kahuna. Got you. They're like the one that holds the book, the life book. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. 
Does the Roth hold my life book? No. Who holds the life book? Does Finea do? I started hearing. Her name's Finea, right? Yeah. I started hearing her. Really? Yeah, she was literally like, I'm not going to talk to you in your voice because you're a big girl now. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I feel like none of them hold your book. It's in the library that Rosaline lives in, and they reference well, it when necessary. Everybody's book is in there, no? <laughs> no, some some guides hold it. Wild. Yours is in a shelf. Because the Roth was showing... Um, okay, Nathan. they... Uh, Okay, you know how you know everything that's in the book because it goes through claircognizance? Yes. That's how they read your book. That's why it's on a shelf. Oh, got you. It's because they don't you. need to. That's why he was showing Nathan because he doesn't have access to it. What? Nathan is um, my friend who's a medium's spirit guide. And when I was telling him, I want to be a spirit guide when I grow up, he was asking Zarath to see my book. So he was looking at my life book. And it would make sense if Zarath was showing him the book because Zarath doesn't need to see it. He needs to see it because he doesn't have access to me. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's some Akashic record shit. Anyways. Or something. Or something. Did you know that pendulums are just a form of dowsing? No. Well, now you do. Uh, dowsing rods are those big old telephone wire looking thingies that people hold in your hands and like they walk around and they're like if there's spirits in this room point to them and then the dowsing rods do like a loop-de-loop and pull and then they're like shing ching well i feel shing, like ching. non-spiritual people know dowsing rods as the things that find water underground yes they are the things that are supposedly used to find water underground Yes, but people have used them now for divination tools. So usually when they are crossed, it means yes. And when they like fly further away, like apart, that usually is an indicator of no. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I saw a video, though, of this girl and she was like, is there a spirit in here? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it points. Yeah. And she was like, well, where are you at? And then it like went to the... Yeah. Okay, I should have sent this to you because I thought that when she said, is there a spirit in here, I saw it over by the lamp. And then when she said, where are you? And it moved over to the lamp. I was like, ah, that's funny. Is it the girl with dark brown hair? I honestly don't remember. I just remember seeing the man that was, no. Okay. I don't think so. There's a girl that's popular on TikTok that has a haunted doll that has dowsing rods. Who's a medium or sensitive or something. And she she can sense. Dowsing rods, then she's not a... I'm sorry. I'm I'm just going to throw shade at everybody that says they're a medium but uses some sort of divination tool. It doesn't make any sense. Which is why I call myself a psychic intuitive. (laughs) Because labels. Commit. I can't. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to be like, I know everything about your loved ones and can talk to dead people. (laughs) I don't know everything about people's loved ones, though. I can't talk to dead people. It's literally the first thing that I tell people during readings is, I don't know everything about you, nor do I want to know everything about you. So if you have a question that I miss, tell me. And then I'll ask the spirits. And if they got an answer, I'll tell you. And if they don't have an answer, because it's something that you got to put your big girl prance on and solve yourself, they're not going to give me any information. And I'll tell you that too. Mm -hmm. So So what'd you research about pendulums? Because you didn't tell me anything about it. They're a form of dowsing. So like dowsing rods. Mm -hmm. And pendulums can be anything. People, I guess, yeah. think that you can, like, you have to buy specific pendulums no. or whatever. You can you literally use your hair and put a ring around your hair and have that be a pendulum. Interesting. 
anything does not matter yeah so <laughs> they're like it can be a ring that you wear it could be a literal paper clip from your desk mm. on the end of some floss that you used earlier that day oh god doesn't matter uh but they say that it is spiritually charged as well as subconsciously charged so you're getting information not only from yourself but also like the metaphysical things around you or spiritual things around you but they also say that about tarot cards yeah, but tarot cards work entirely differently. There's some sort of word, like, from the psychological community or psychiatric. No, psychological. People that work with mental brain wave power stuff, not neuroscientists. but Psychiatric? Like, something like that. Okay. But they say that there's this phenomenon of your subconscious and muscle movements that give you the answers. It's not actually... Well, that's all divination tools, I feel like. Exactly. But there's a word for it, and I can't remember what it is. Subconscious? No. They have, it's like an actual term for... Micro-movements? No. Okay, I don't know. That's all my guesses. It's okay. But there's a term for it. Got you. That explains the skepticism of divination tools. Anyways. um, So, like, have you guys ever heard of... If you are newly married and expecting a child that you take your wedding band or your wedding ring and you put it on a string and hold it over your left wrist and depending if it moves in a circle or back and forth, it's a boy or a girl. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Wasn't there like, were you the one that told me about the story where they did that? And my mom did it and yeah, she was right okay. about, it was right about my brother and I, at least I don't our think genders. It was you. I don't know, there was this thing on TikTok where this girl did that, and it told her that she was going to have three girls, but she only had two kids, and they were both girls. Mm. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. You're also supposed to put it, that that makes me think about all the things my mother's told me, because she's old. Anyways, um, (laughs) you put your wedding band on your wrist, and you let it just hang, and it'll move in the left or right. I I think side to side is boys, and circles are girls, but I could be wrong. Um, And you just hold it over your left wrist, and you continue to let it sit there, and it'll change. So if you're going to have three boys, it'll swing three times. If you're going to have a boy, then a girl, then a boy, it'll go left, right, circle, left, right. And if you just hold it there, it'll tell you what each gender of your child is if you continue to have children. Wild. I don't know if it'll stop, though. Like, maybe it'll just stop if you're only supposed to have two kids. That's weird. Anybody know about that? Let us know. That sounds like, you know, how when you go to wedding showers and you break bows. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, children or something. Yeah. How many children you have. (laughs) I remember I went to my other friend's wedding and everyone in her family was trying to break bows. And she's like, give yes. me those things back. I literally will kill you all. You just, when you go to wedding showers, you just have to put as many bows as, in as possible so they break it because it's funny. Also, I feel like it's a really Italian thing to do. That's funny. I don't think my friend's Italian, but... Oh, okay. They, I don't know. A they, lot of people, I do a lot of weird tradition things and people tell me it's because I'm Italian. They put them through a plate. And then you're supposed to pull them out of the plate. And if they fall out or break or snap, when you pull them out of the plate, then you're going to have a baby. Yeah, it's a bow bouquet. I forget what what you do with it. But you make a bow bouquet so that, oh, it's for the rehearsal dinner. You use the bow bouquet for your rehearsal dinner because you don't have bouquets yet. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Interesting. Big family. I know too many things about weddings. That's funny. 
So that's a type of uh, pendulum is that type of thing. And it's been used for a long time, I'm assuming. And uh, I guess pendulums can also tell you where you've lost things. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense because I lose a lot of things. And if I could ask a pendulum where I literally left my pair of glasses three years ago and it could tell me, that would be great. But then I actually researched things. So I assume this is for like, pirates and like army matey finding the booty and i mean like treasure not like booty booty um but what you do is you get a map oh and you put the pendulum over the map and you just move your hand very slowly and stably and when it starts to swing back and forth or in a certain direction that's where whatever you're looking for is you is at and i think that's hilarious what if like pirates did this to like Found find their booty. well they're like gosh darn it i Bear don't know booty sean you remember sean <laughs> you remember where i buried that captain sean <laughs> no cap sean is not the captain the oh, captain is talking to sean he swabs the poop deck he's like hey sean captain poop deck kill, please stop swabbing my poop deck and please come here because i forgot Dear where my booty God, is stop <laughs> Swapping the poop deck. <laughs> you need to help me find my booty. My uh, booty. <laughs> I got. I got two. Uh, two. My doubloons. Two uh, tanked on those. Uh, what is it? Captain Morgan's four years ago, and I can't remember where I. I put the booty. Go. Go find Tim so we can get the map and put the pendulum over top of it. This is triggering all of my SpongeBob quotes, and I'm trying all of my <laughs> resilience to not just start spewing quotes to you. Look at the map, the map, the map, the map. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You're good. Buff those scratches out for you, Mr. Krabs. The Flying Dutchman. <laughs> Anyways, so I I don't know. Like, what if you like if you built your house and you have like the blueprints for your house? Could you use the blueprints of your house to find things that you lost in a certain room? Want to try it? Yes. <laughs> Literally, yes. What What is there? Do you have the blueprints to your house? No, but I have a sim recreation of my house. <laughs> I don't see why that wouldn't work. Because I have way too much time on my hands before we've had this business. That would be great. I really, we have to use it to see if there's uh, something that you lost. Where'd you lose that we can try and ask the pendulum on the map for? <laughs> my hard drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's not in your house, though. Me either. Uh, <laughs> I could look for something else. Anyways, you guys want to find some buried treasure? Ugh. Some booty and doubloons. After swabbing the poop deck. The Flying Dutchman's treasure. People order our patties. <laughs> Deck. So, um, I think that's super cool. Yep. Uh, unlike Ouija, pendulums yes. have been used for hella long time. Uh, well, trying- what? What? Didn't what, some spiritualists have Ouija boards? How long were they using Ouija boards? But the it was literally like a group of spiritualists in Ohio. I don't know. Exactly. Just like tarot. Nobody knows. <laughs> but it's like 19th century, not like 16th or 17th century like tarot. And according to Tony, Tony's like the Egyptians Tony. had them. But there's no proof of that because... Well, ask, ask the um, Helen. Is her name Helen? Okay. 
How long was Ouija actually a thing? She's like, there's other things other places, but you guys are talking about our Ouija board, so. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so just like tarot and pendulums, they had a precursor type deal. She's like, yes and no. Yes and no. So. I see. Anyways, Chinese, ancient Roman Empire, Egyptian Pharaoh times, Greek, Hebrew, Hindu, all of them used pendulums or some form of pendulum-esque For divination type thing. question things? Yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So it's been along, around for a long time. And according to the interwebs, Roman Catholic priests used and researched dousing um, methods such as pendulums and whatever. And it dates back to the 17th century. So some Roman Catholic priests in the 17th century were like, hey, I forgot to write my sermon today. Can you help me, Pendulum? And they're like, write about this. Can you write my sermon for me, Pendulum? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and this is even better than finding things lost in your house. I well, okay, yeah? I don't know if it's better, but it definitely uh, makes me... Question things? Yes. <laughs> Pendulums are used in holistic medicine practices. So, Like nowadays or in the, ba- in the past? Probably both. Gross. <laughs> that should um, not be a thing. <laughs> so they'll take pendulums of their choice and put them over someone's body. And when they start swinging back and forth or whatever, that's apparently where the problem is at. And then to fix the problem, they'll have their whole menagerie of holistic remedies. And they'll put the pendulum over the holistic remedies or in front of it. And when it starts swinging or moving in a different direction, that's the remedy that needs to be taken to fix the ailment that the pendulum pointed to. Got you. Which I think is wild. I never thought about that. <laughs> um, 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 and pendulums, we already said, can be made out of anything. Em's like, yeah, just take a hair out of your head and you put a rock that you found on the bottom to it. So, But do you think that makes it less safe? I don't know. I feel like a hair from your head would hold more of your energy. What I'm saying is, like, a lot of people use, like, I don't know, rose quartz or I'm blanking. Well, that's what the research Obsidian. was saying. The, the research was saying that most people like to use different types of crystals for different type of divination. Yeah. So, like, if you want to, like, just how you were saying that your certain tarot decks have certain energy to them oh, to give certain you. readings, pendulumists will use certain pendulums for certain readings. So, say they want to do a spirit reading, they'll use, like, a black obsidian. Uh. Or they're giving a love reading, they'll use morganite. Or if they're doing a... I don't know, manifestation reading or like past, present, future divination reading. They'll use like citrine or something. Yeah, that makes sense because the idea with using a crystal is crystals have a natural form of protection. So if a a spirit starts touching it, usually it's not going to be something that is dark, usually, because they'll either be like absorbed into the stone or they'll have negative effects from touching the stone. But, again, that's also usually, and you need to be able to protect your energy and keep your intentions correct so that you don't summon demons. Yeah, but it also makes sense that if a crystal has certain properties associated with it, those properties will help amplify the answers of whatever questions you're asking. So it'll take less energy from you. Interesting. That's really cool. So how pendulums work is you have something that is on the end of a string. So it could be a necklace. You can actually buy pendulums from the store. And what you do is you're essentially going to hold it over your wrist or your hand. And what 
people usually do is they will ask the pendulum what they would like yes to be, what would they would like no to be, and what they would like maybe to be. So then you just start asking it questions and it will give you that yes, no, maybe answer. So for example, it might start spinning in a circle and that would be your indicator for no versus side by side would be yes and back and forth would be maybe. So that is how you get your answers. You also can buy like pendulum boards that give you a little bit more um, depth, so to speak. So they'll have the yes, no, maybe, but you can also get pendulum boards that have letters, numbers, symbols, and you can get like names kind of similar to like how you would do with Ouija. And the way that it works for that is the pendulum will swing over the letter or symbol, and that's your indicator of which symbol that it is picking at the time. But there are people that use it with by holding it, and there's also people that have it on like something that holds it if that makes sense. So people will put it like in little jars. And to do this, the reason why they're doing that is because it essentially prevents you from subconsciously having those micro movements that are going to make the pendulum swing the way that you want it to. So when you put the pendulum in like a jar or if you have it placed somewhere, then you are guaranteeing that it's not your micro movements that are affecting the answers yes yeah but i feel like with those when it's not attached to you the pendulum has less energy so it is harder for a spirit to move it i also feel like we got from the ouija board talk i feel like spirits are more likely manipulating you than they are necessarily manipulating the crystal or the pendulum i only have dad jokes in my head Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> so long, folks. That's all, folks. Provided so, to you by Porky Pig. If you guys are interested in a reading, in readings, we like to do readings together, and that's super fun. We talked about it a little bit, and it's our psychic medium tarot reading bundle. It's under bundles if you go to yes. our website. Yeah, yes, 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 I don't know yes, if this, yes. like, doesn't make sense to people or not, because I've never had someone tell me, but on our website, we have individual readings, and that is a reading for yourself, and then there's bundle readings where you can bundle services together, and then there are group readings, which are you and your friends. Yeah. So, make sure you go to metapsychics.com if you guys are interested in a psychic, pet psychic reading, or a... Psychic medium reading or a plant reading. Which is literally the best. I've had so much fun with those ones. Plant psychic readings. I'll tell you what your plant's got to say to you. <laughs> but we also do tarot readings as well. So if you guys are interested in any of those, make sure to go to our website. However, if you guys have any stories where you use divination tools, we would love to hear them. So again, make sure to go to our websites, go to the extras tab, and make sure you share your stories with us. I will also put a link to all of this in our show notes so that you can have easy access. We also did a YouTube video. Make sure you guys check that out as well. We will have three parts because YouTube likes shorter videos. And... Make sure you follow us on all of our other social media at Metapsychics. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Wait, 
What are we doing next week? We're talking about the six steps of a spiritual awakening because apparently there's six steps. I think I made their six. I don't know. There might be six or seven. I can't remember. I don't know what the steps are. We're just going to talk about them. Why? Well, I, I just wrote them down. Oh, I'm excited. So I don't, I don't know if they're in the right order. It's just something that I've experienced. I'm excited to read your six steps of your spiritual awakening and tell you all about how I feel about them. Hopefully it happened to you as well because that would be great. I'm excited. I need validation. I guess we'll find out. We'll see you guys in the next one. We are your meta sidekicks. Oh, wow. So chonky. Look at its belly. Llamas freak me out.